Ah, we're back. We're better than ever. Looking <laughs> better than ever. Got a fresh cut. You know the vibes. Uh, Josh is discoing with his dog. I mean, it's just a normal Monday over here at, uh, at Gen Z headquarters. Josh, how are we doing on this Monday? You know, I'd be feeling a lot better. You know, like when you're gambling, I don't know about you, but for me, if I have a parlay, I would much rather go 0 for 5 on the parlay than 4 for 5. And oh, absolutely. Leg, That's not even a question. Barely miss. Happened with me for college football. Happened with me with the early games. And then I got greedy. Bet on the afternoon games. Lost that by one leg. Then I got greedy again. And all I needed was for Lamar to throw three more passes last night. And then I would have at least ended on a good note. But didn't happen. I attempted my first parlay of the season. And uh, let me tell you, it wasn't a good, wasn't a good start to the year. It was not a good start to the year. I can't say it was. As Josh's dog is going ham tonight. Yeah, he's stop, bro. Leave me alone. It's unbelievable. Tell that guy that we're on camera, bro. We can't be messing with us. That's like why that. he's doing it. He wants to be on camera. You know what? Uh, I hope the dog helps us get get those views. Then. Cute dog thumbnail. <laughs> but let's jump right on into it. You guys know why we're here. And before we get into the NFL stuff, because obviously it's going to be jam-packed with it. We got some UFC to get into. So, Josh, tell me about this little recap. Because uh, I know you texted me to watch it. I didn't watch it. Well, there's no point in watching it. Uh, yeah, it was between Anthony Smith and Ryan Spann. Uh Anthony Smith, number six in the lightweight. Anthony Spann, number 11. And Anthony Spann talked a lot of shit before this fight. And he didn't back any of it up. He got worked <laughs> so quickly in this fight. He tried coming at Anthony Smith, leading the charge, which I guess that's his only way of beating him. And he got worked, taken down to the ground, rear naked choke, lost him a little bit over three minutes. Uh, and then... Normally, when you see call-outs after fights, like it takes a couple weeks for the fight to get set up. Um, <laughs> right at the end of the fight, Anthony Smith was like, um, I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of fighting guys below me because he's number six. He's like, I want Alexander Ratchet. And Ratchet said, I'm free in December. Anthony Smith said, let's <laughs> do it. So, I mean, that fight got set up as quickly as that one ended. So, that fight should be good. And if he can beat Ratchet, I mean, he might have a shot at at getting a title shot, but long ways to that. But it was a good fight for that part, just because Anthony Smith is one of my favorite fighters. And, of course, now we got to get into the UFC 266 predictions, which is, once again, a card that I don't know much about. So, Josh, this is, once again, all you. <laughs> yeah, we'll just predict uh, the main card, the first fight of the night, Jessica Andrade, who's – Last fight was against another person on this card, Valentina Shevchenko, and you know one of the goats, and she wound up losing that fight against Valentina. And uh, Jessica Andrade is taking on Cynthia Calvillo. I'm going with Jessica Andrade just because I think outside of the Amanda Nunes, Valentina Shevchenko, those type of fighters in the women's division, she's one of the better ones. So I, I'm gonna take her at this. You know, Josh. From the minute you said it, I agreed with you because I like her last name. Shit's fire. It is a nice last name. And then the next fight, Curtis Blades versus uh, 
Yorizino. I'm pretty sure that's how it's said. I've heard it a lot of times, and I try to remember, but I can't remember. I think that's it. Rosenstruck. Uh, I think this is going to be another really good fight. God, dog, please stop biting me. Please. Just go away. But uh, I think this is going to be a good fight. Uh, Rosenstruck recently fought, I think it was Nganu for a title, just because they needed a fight for him. It was his last title defense. Nganu obviously destroyed him, but since then he's been 2-0. and Been pretty good. Curtis Blades last lost to Derek Lewis to to get to that title fight that they just had. So two very good fighters. Uh, I don't think any of them have championship aspirations, but they're both very good. So this should be a good fight. I, I'll i go Rodenstruck. I think Blades is on the down end, but I'll go Rodenstruck. What's the other dude's name? Curtis Blades. <laughs> what a name. That's my guy. <laughs> stop, please. Stop. All right. Next fight is... Well, it's a fight we haven't seen in probably six years. Nick Diaz is back, finally. Got off of that. The, and the, I mean, the UFC got off of their weed problem. So now Nick Diaz is back. He's allowed to smoke, and it doesn't matter. Versus Robbie Lawler. Uh, I, I, dude, I mean. Look at this. Look at this. This man, Josh, is a human chew toy. I swear. But uh, the last time these guys fought, it was very fun. It's actually free on YouTube to watch it. It's a very good fight to watch. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Robbie Lawler. I think he gets his revenge. He's kind of on the losing streak. He's a guy that's still active. But Nick Diaz hasn't fought in the UFC in six years. Uh, I don't want to pick him right away, and I, I think Robbie Lawler wants to whoop his ass. So I'm gonna take Robbie Lawler. I refuse to bet against the Diaz brother because they're kind of insane. Like, I don't even feel like they're the best fighters, but they're just kind of out of their minds, and that really works for yeah. them. And they seem to get wins that way. So I'm going with Nick. Or Nate. Yeah, that fight's no, going to be fun. Nick. <laughs> yeah, but uh, next fight, one of the goats, Valentina Shevchenko. She's defending her title once again, this time against Lauren Murphy. Lauren Murphy's a very good fighter, but it's Valentina Shevchenko. I think it's an automatic L there, so I'm definitely going with her. Shevchenko for the win, baby. And then the title fight, the main event, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega. I think this could be a really good fight, too. I'm actually going to go with Ortega. Uh, he kind of switched up his his group around him for this fight, and I think his game has really expanded. You can tell over, over the last few fights how the new team has really helped him out. I think it's going to be a good fight, but... I like to see changes of the title. I don't like to see reigning champs always keep it. So I'll go with Ortega. Well, it's a sad thing that you're going to be disappointed because he's keeping the title, Josh. Want to know why? Because I said so. It's like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, mean, I can see it. He's a champ for the reason, but I think Ortega puts up a good fight. Well, that's our UFC 266 predictions. Josh is getting absolutely mauled by the dog. Guys, we hear some things in the background. Don't blame me. Blame Josh. You know, man. I, I don't know why he was. Man clearly right can't control. This. He clearly can't control the animal. Clearly. Hashtag. Josh really is the bad dog trainer. Hashtag. No, I'm a, call I did, Caesar. I've never trained a dog, so yeah, I, I will agree. This has been a Yo, fail. I'm to calling the point, it up, but. Caesar. 
He just wants to play, and I don't want to play. That's the issue. He doesn't like it when I don't play. Yo, you got to get him one of those tennis ball launchers, bro. You wouldn't believe the amount of toys he has, but my hands are his favorite for no reason at all. Yo, so why don't you show him equal rights, bro? Give him the hands. I do. He doesn't care. He gets tough with me then. He starts <laughs> growling and barking. Not even one year oh, old. This man thinks he runs place. Let's get into the NFL because that's why some people are here, baby. And we'll start it off with my boys, you know, getting their first win of the season. Many more to come. But, you know, just our overall thoughts on the game, of course, since it's my team, I'll start it off here. Listen, this is what you expect. This is Patriots and Bill Belichick versus a first-year, obvious rookie quarterback. I mean, he threw four interceptions. Uh, it didn't look like he knew what he was doing at any point in the game. The defense played well. Uh, they they established the run game, like I said, that they were going to try to do the entire season. That's what the Patriots are going to do this year. They tried, They did it last year, and they kind of did it in a way the last year with Brady as well. Uh, obviously, just because they don't have that much offensive talent. It's still there, but it's just not, you know, all the way there. John Smith got involved a little bit more, which I like to see. I like to see those tight ends get involved, especially after all the money the Patriots spent on tight ends. You might as well actually use them. Uh, Hunter Henry had a nice long catch. But this is this is kind of what you should expect from the Patriots going forward. It should be run down your throat the entire game or attempt to. And then uh, – Play some defense. And the only thing that scares me a little, a little bit, is the fact that they weren't getting too much pressure on Zach Wilson. Uh, They still had some sacks. I don't know the exact number on that. Uh, But it seemed like last week Zach Wilson was sacked within a millisecond of the ball being snapped, and that just wasn't what was happening with the Patriots. And – you know, I don't feel like they're ever that high of a sack team. They're more of a pressure team where, you know, they're going to press you a lot. Maybe not get to you, but they're going to be in your face. They're going to make sure you know that they're there. But I, I would just like to see it, you know, turn into something more than just pressures. But, hey, overall, you win the game. It's your first win of the season. We got to see the beautiful Matt Slater video after every win. How do we like that? Oh, yeah, we do like that. Josh, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is what we all kind of expected out of the Pats this year. Like you said, great defense, and then just kind of keep it low scoring, run the ball down their throat and, until you can't. Uh, my biggest thing with, with the Pats, though, obviously it's the Jets, so you want them to do this against a team like that. But I, I don't think they capitalized, like, how they should have. Oh, absolutely. Three turnovers, three turnovers in the first half, and you only end the half with 13 points. you got to be able to put up more points than that. Uh, they, they were moving the ball really well. Obviously, I think it was a boring first half, if you ask me, outside the interceptions and, and Damian Harris's run. That that run was insane, his own little version of the Beast Quake. So that that was good to see. But, I mean, it was what I expected. I didn't expect Zach Wilson to throw four interceptions, that was for sure. Uh, he had a rough night. Of course, he's our, in our prayer circle. So we got to see Zach Wilson healthy. I'm glad they didn't pressure him enough. He had a rough night as well. Rough day as as it was, but yeah, I mean, this is what you expect from the Patriots. Yeah, you know, I, I look at it as you're right. They didn't capitalize on those opportunities the way that I thought they should, and I feel like a lot of Patriot fans thought that they would as well. And that's kind of my hope moving forward. And I'll kind of transition it into our next point of if the Patriots can make the playoffs, 
And I think they can. Uh, I mean, maybe it's my Patriot blinders uh, looking at it through, you know, fans' eyes. But I really do think they can make the playoffs. Um, but for them to do that, first of all, your defense is going to get better. Like, obviously, Gilmore is going to come back. You know, all the players that opted out last year are back now. But, you know, it's still week one and two of the season. They're still getting acclimated to coming back and everything like that. Uh, first of all, I don't know why the Jets even passed. It felt like every single time they ran the ball, they were getting five yards. So I feel like they should have stuck with the run a little bit more. I'm happy that they didn't, obviously, because it might have been a different story. I don't think they would have won, but, you know, might have been a little bit closer. And to the point of the not capitalizing on the turnovers, and I talked to, you know, my boy CJ, fellow Patriot fan, and it really is that they're just being so conservative on offense right now. And you listen, Josh, you know I'm a big completion percentage guy. That's my problem with Cam. It's my problem with Lamar, everything like that, blah, 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 whatever. We can get into that later. And Max Jones has an incredibly high completion percentage. And, yeah, cool. I love that. But there's also – this is where I hate the only look at stats argument and why I always get into arguments with people about the eye test. Yeah, he has like a 74% completion percentage. I don't know if he throws the ball over five yards ever. Like at some point you have to open up the playbook because – if a team ever decides that, all right, fine, you guys want to run the ball, we're going to take that away, number one. We're going to try to take that away and to kind of use the Patriots' approach, take away what they want to do. And obviously, as you can tell, the first two games of the season, and even last year, like I said, the Patriots want to run the football. That is their game plan going into every game. So if there's ever a team that decides to take that away and forces Mac to pass, if they then decide to take away underneath routes, I don't know what's going to happen. And, and that's the thing. I think that they're easing him into the playbook. I don't think they want to overwhelm him, even though he's apparently a very smart kid. Cool. But you got to open the playbook eventually. And I don't know when that's going to be. And like I said, they won, so you can't really complain. I mean, it is against the Jets, though. So, I mean, how much stock do you really put into it? Uh, but I want to see them open the playbook a lot more because if, if they take away – the underneath pass. I'm actually. I, I. I just want to know what's going to happen. Like I'm actually curious. True. I wanted the Jets to run more. I understand that. Yeah, they want to get Zach to feel the real, the real deal football. But like you said, they didn't keep it up. Yeah. Like I said, it literally felt like every time they ran the ball, it was five yards. And I, being a Patriots fan, I feel like that's been a problem for a very long time. And it's kind of weird since Bill, you know, greatest coach of all time. And, you know, he's known for defense, great defensive coordinator when he wasn't a head coach. Like, you know, I feel like the Patriots can never stop the run. And don't get me wrong, they are kind of that typical bend, don't break defense. And I feel like they kind of always have been besides, you know, a few of their Super Bowl years. Like when they had Revis, they wouldn't give up yards. They wouldn't give up points anyway. So you were screwed both ways. Uh, but, you know, there have been seasons where you'll see the Patriots give up a ton of yards. They'll be like 18th in yards and things like that, but they're like first in points. So don't get me wrong. I ex- I'll accept that because that means you're not scoring, you're not getting touchdowns. But it's it's definitely something that I look at that's like if they go against – like they go against Tennessee, Derrick Henry might have 250 yards. They, they, they go against the Ravens last year. 
No, actually, they beat the Ravens last year. Um, but if they go against the Ravens, you know, full strength or whatever, they might run for damn near 300 yards. You saw them against the 49ers last year, a team that runs the ball heavily, got mollywhopped. So it's something to look out for. But, hey, won the game. I'm not going to be one of those fans that even though they win, I'm going to sit here and harp on the things that didn't do well. It's good. Uh, like Bill said in, after the game, you know, in the locker room, they still have things to work on, but what team doesn't? Yeah, uh, I agree with the the whole, you know, opening up the playbook a little bit more, especially because last year in Carolina, I saw that a lot with Teddy. You know, we, we'd be able to keep it, keep ourselves in the game, but when it came down to not being able to just check down the football, not being able to make just the smart reads, trying to make tougher throws, we just didn't have any of that because Teddy's a guy kind of like what we've seen from Mac Jones so far, a guy that makes a safe and smart throw. And you got to wonder when they can open up that playbook because I think speaking on the playoff thing, I, I don't think they have enough right now to make the playoffs. I need to see that offense do a lot more. Obviously, the defense, we know what it is. That defense is always going to be in, in a put you in a position to make the playoffs. But I need to see more out of that offense before I can really see them making a playoff run, especially in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, listen, they got to beat teams like Buffalo. They have to beat teams like the Ravens, the Browns, a lot of good teams. So it is uh, It's going to be interesting. You know, what's going on, Matt? You know, overreaction Monday. I feel like that's more for week one. I feel like this is uh, this is a reaction Monday now. I feel like from here on out, it's reaction Monday. Everybody likes to overreact to the first week of the season. But from here on out, we are officially – professionals josh we are literally yeah, until the panthers lose then i'll join you on the professionals but uh you know panthers are it matters. Type of in the yes matt it is you know i look great Fresh i know i appreciate it just saying um and then let's go over to the jet side of things and this is where you can get into the overreaction monday stuff and with that being said and logan it seems like you might be a Jeff fan here. I'm not sure. Let me let me know if I'm wrong. I feel the Jets should play Zach in the shotgun with one with one back so Zach can have space to see who's coming and have to protect or dump off to and let him get used to throwing. Now, Logan, like I said, it seems like you're a Jeff fan. Correct me if I'm wrong. But this can be a question for you and Josh. I'll, I'll let you answer it first because I've been doing some of the talk. I've been doing a lot of the talking here. Is it panic time yeah. about Zach Wilson? Yeah, I, I don't think it's panic time just yet. Uh, there definitely have been bad signs, uh, but I don't think they can afford to just blame the quarterback again the way they did with Sam Darnold. Uh, well, I mean, blame the team, not blame the quarterback. They blame the team a lot for Sam Darnold. That's why when he got to Carolina, everyone's like, well, we've never seen him with a roster like this. Gang green for life, baby. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I think he – I think it's time to question it a little bit, whether to just run the ball a lot and keep him healthy until they can fix that O-line and get Mekhi Becton back. Uh, I think they can tell from this year that, I mean, they struggle against our defense, and we don't even have a top 15 defense in the league. So I think looking at the rest of their schedule playing in that division, it's going to be a long year for them. Uh, I don't think it's time to panic exactly, but definitely keep an eye on it. Because I feel like they are not going to be patient with quarterbacks anymore. I mean, Darnold was there for like what three years and he was healthy yeah. for half of that. So I, I don't think they're going to be super patient with Zach Wilson. 
Uh, I think they got a good coach in Robert Salas and young pieces there, but I don't know if I'm not impressed by Zach Wilson this week the way it was against Carolina. He looked like he was seeing ghosts a little bit more, panicked a little bit more, and that's why those re- interceptions came. But but I don't think it's time to, to jump ship just yet. Yeah, see, that's where I am with it too. It's Listen, you can keep an eye on him. You want to see him progress. See, this is what Zach Wilson's year is. If we're not, Nobody should expect Zach Wilson to come in and all of a sudden the Jets are a playoff team this year. You're picking number one for or number two, number one, top five, whatever, for a reason. You're a bad team. And not only are you a bad team, I feel like the Jets are in a whole different situation because they were a bad team with an awful, awful coach. And I mean terrible, who made bad decisions, uh, a GM that we don't know about yet. Uh, but obviously he got the Mikhail Beckton pick right. We're looking to see if he got the Zach Wilson pick right. He brought over Corey Davis. Jameson Crowder is, you know, obviously hopeful to be good. Uh, Mims, you got to see what he turns into. So panicking on Zach Wilson now, definitely not. And listen, week one, he looked pretty solid against the Panthers. They lost the game. It's your first start in the NFL. Week two, they played the Patriots and the greatest coach of all time. So if you're panicking over that, listen, we got bigger problems in life because you're just – you're kind of out of your mind. Like, I think rookie quarterbacks are five and twenty-two or something against Bill Belichick. Like, it just doesn't happen. So there's no point overreacting now. Now, listen, if he had a game like this against the Falcons, who probably have the worst defense in the league once again, by the way, uh, then you can start having some concerns because Shannon Sharp said it today on on Undisputed: a quarterback with a pulse, any quarterback with a pulse in the NFL might be able to throw for 300 yards against the Falcons. So, I mean, it's the Patriots and the Panthers defense. Hey, Josh, you said they might not be top 15, but they've been good through these two weeks. Definitely not time to panic. This is first year in the league, and the Pats are good. Uh, template to see what a cute quarterback is. The Jets need a center that can lead the O-line. Listen, the Jets need an entire O-line. Besides Mekhi Becton, I'm getting everybody out of there. Like, they need – O-line help desperately. So they better reach into those pocketbooks and uh, decide to pick, use all draft capital on the O-line. But with that being said, we'll move on to your boys, Josh. We spent some time. I will go over to yours. So I'll let you take it away on the Panthers and the Saints, which, Josh, believe it or not, I think I watched this game the most other than the Patriot game. And, and I don't know. I think it's just because, well, first of all, McCaffrey is my number one overall pick, baby. So every time that man's on the screen, I got to pay attention because typical, typical Christian McCaffrey is backpacking me as he should. So I always pay attention to Mr. McCaffrey, the best running back in the league. But I watched a lot of this game. You know, like I said, I got the Sunday ticket from school. Shout out New Pulse, by the way. Uh, So I had that one up as one of my four games on the screen. I had the Patriots on the big TV. But I watched a lot of this game, Josh. Take it away, though. Yeah, this game, I watched the whole game. Uh, it was great to see the defense put up the same type of performance they did the week before. Uh, I didn't want to overreact too much against the Jets because it's it's the Jets' rookie quarterback. But this game showed me a lot. Uh, holding Alvin Kamara to, to just how many yards? He had 30 total yards receiving and rushing. I mean, that's just – 
has a great defense, eliminating him from the passing game. And he only had five rushing yards. So, granted, he only had four rushes, but Alvin Kamara usually does a lot more with four carries. Uh, and we saw, we, I told you last week, we're going to make Jameis <laughs> fear that D line. And he did. He, he was not happy back there. I also called J.C. Horn's first career interception. And then you said double down on it, pick six. And I said he's going to get close, but he's not going to get all the way there. And he got close, but he didn't get all the way there. <laughs> so I called that perfectly. And okay, yeah, no, Dobbins, I see you. Yeah, I mean, I'm calling that. But uh, Darnold looked great again. Uh, I really like what I saw from him, except for that interception. Uh, that's just one of those you just got to take down to the ground because he was getting sacked at that. He tried to flip it between two D tackles and just throw it right to the D tackle. It was just a bonehead play there, but he played good overall. CMC did what he does, you know, just just carrying the team, driving it down the field. It felt like every okay, possession. Okay, actually, Josh, I got beef. I do have beef. <laughs> Can we get this man more touchdowns, bro? I <laughs> see get you to the three. one. If that was it. <laughs> That's yeah, get to the go. get to the one yard line, and then all of a sudden he's just We're not getting allowed out. to get touchdowns. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, we got to the one, we were just rolling out and throwing the ball. Yeah, Josh O'Donnell's baby. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with the team once again. Uh, I just feel like every time I get my hopes up or start talking confidently about the Panthers, it all falls down. So I'm just knocked down. The team looks good so far. I'm impressed. Defense keeps playing well. Uh, and we got – we should go three, you know, after Thursday. So yeah. I'm, I'm Yes, you should. <laughs> I'm happy with the team so far. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I watched a lot of this game for some unknown reason. Um, Your Panthers fan, low-key. No, I'm a CMC fan all the way. I told you. Besides Brady, favorite player in the league. Easily. (laughs) By far. Love that man. Would get a jersey right now. Um, But, yeah, it seemed like like the game plan was, you know, get McCaffrey the ball and and force Jameis off his spot and – both of those things happened. And let me tell you something. I was not a Sam Darnold believer coming from the Jets. And I mean, listen, I'm sorry. I watched him play a lot in New York since I was forced to. You can't really blame me for not being that big of a Sam Darnold fan coming from that situation he was in. But it it can it, it just proves it could be worse. You could be in Florida. I mean, hey. I mean, hey, you're not wrong here. Um but where was I? I lost my – oh, Sam Darnold. Looks pretty good, man. Like he's – listen, I'm not going to go crazy and act like he's all of a sudden like a top 10 quarterback, but he's winning you some games. I think he can win you some games now. And before it was he was losing you games in New York. And I think I think you realize now like how, how bad, first of all, the Jets coaching was. And second of all, how important good coaching is. Because obviously Matt Rule knows what he's doing. Uh, Joe Brady is still there, right? Josh? Joe Brady's still there? Oh, yeah. He's our next head coach. Okay. Just making sure. So Joe Brady is still there as well. So obviously they got some things going on offense. And listen, Sam Darnold had absolutely nothing in New York. His best wide receiver was Jameson Crowder. Uh, and listen, I don't think Crowder is that bad. Is he a number one wide receiver on a good team? No, not even close. He's a third wide receiver on a good team, but he's definitely not a number one. And Sam Darnold comes over and has the best running back in the league, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, 
and a defense that can, you know, actually play. Unlike the Jets, where it felt like he probably had to score on every single possession in order for them to have a chance to win. So, Dan Darnold looks pretty good. The plan to get CMC the ball is obviously working. And, you know, the Panthers defense looks pretty good. This was, you know, the Saints team that put up, what, was it like 30-something points up against the Packers? And we look at the Packers as a good team, and now do we look at them as a great defensive team? Not really, but we look at them as a great team, you know, overall coming into the season, and they were able to embarrass them, and the Panthers shut that down. So it was an impressive victory for them. And, you know, we'll kind of keep it rolling with the Saints, though, with Jameis not looking the best. Do we think that Taysom Hill gets more QB time next week, Josh? Yeah, I think we'll see more packages with them. Uh, I think they got a little overconfident in Jameis after his amazing performance and against Green Bay, but that's kind of what Jameis is. He's going to give you five touchdowns and a win one week, and the next week he, he might be the reason you lose the game. But I think they, you know, they, they got Taysom Hill under contract. They paid him some good money. He's going to make like $12 million this year. So I think they need to start utilizing him a little bit more, take a little bit of the pressure off of Jameis, especially if Kamara isn't getting it going. Start switching up the playbook, get that, get that Taysom Hill crazy wildcat packet going and, and see what you can get. But I definitely think we see a little bit less of Jameis and more Kamara and Taysom. Yeah, like, like you said, I think – what the fuck just happened? Oh, wow. Wait, hold on. Good. Oh, whoa. You know, I got a phone call from my boy, and uh, I got a new computer. I got a MacBook, so it's upset. Or upset, Jesus. It's set up with my uh, my phone. So it kind of, uh, it, it like took everything off the screen, and it was, it was a weird situation. Weird situation. Um. Where was I? Oh, Taysom Hill. Yeah, listen, they're going to stick with Jameis because I think that he's just, you know, I, listen, I don't think Jameis is good. I've been on record saying that. I don't I don't think Jameis is worth anything. But I really don't think Taysom Hill is good. So I can't see a world where uh, that happens, uh, where, where they obviously, you know, just keep Taysom Hill in and don't even – and don't use Jameis. So, like you said, I think you'll see him in, in a few more packages. You'll probably see him, you know, him and Jameis on the field a lot more next week because, you know, they have to try to be in di- be dynamic now. Uh, you had Drew Brees, who was, you know, the conductor uh, of your offense for all those years, and I don't think Jameis can do that. I don't think Taysom can do that. But you put both of them together, and you have Jameis who can do the throwing, uh, and obviously Taysom can a little bit as well. But – he that's not what he's known for. He's the athletic one. So you get him in some rollouts, you get them into some, you know, maybe flea flickers or things like that. But uh it's it would be it, I think it's gonna happen. I think that happens a lot more, obviously. Uh but we will see what that is like going forward. And Josh, <laughs> your boy, Sam Darnold. If he keeps playing at that high level, where are your Panthers going this year? Are we going to the bowl? <laughs> I don't think we're going all the way to the bowl. But uh, I do think we could, you know, possibly surprise some people and, and fight for a wild card spot, especially if Sam Darnold is moving the ball. CMC is going to do what he does. I love how they took McCaffrey out after the league was pretty much safe after the third quarter. Uh, I love how they took him out, gave Chubb the ball. Keep him healthy, man. Just 
he's going to be our workhorse when we need him to be. But if he does his job, gets us down the field, we get a lead. Don't give him the ball more than you have to. Uh, I think I think we can surprise people. Uh, I hope Darnold can keep this play up. I hope he continue making the right reads. He, he's been very good at when he does get pressure this week, finding his guys in the flats and just making smart throws. He had a really tough throw to DJ Moore in between two linebackers. That was really impressive. So if he can keep making throws like this and we can keep expanding that playbook, I think we can make some noise, possibly sneak into a wild card spot, depending on how some other team seasons go. But, I mean, this is the best start we could ask for, having a new quarterback and, and a little a couple new receivers and tight ends. I think this is a great start for us. And if Sam Darnold plays like this, I think I think we'll be right up there with, with some of the wild card teams. Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't put a wild card situation completely out of the mix. I mean, it's going to be difficult because, like, we've harped on so many times. The NFC West is so good. Uh, I think you can compete with any team in the South now uh, if Darnold plays this way. And I don't want to put all of it on Darnold either. Uh, the defense has to keep playing as well as, you know, too. So if they just disappear but Sam keeps playing well, I don't think that, you know, that will be able to even itself out. But you can compete with teams in the South. Uh, obviously, the West, you're the fifth best team. <laughs> but, you know, other than that, I don't think – it's not like I think the, the Bears or the Vikings or anybody like that are going to make the playoffs either. So, listen, you can be up there. It is definitely a possibility. It's just about how far you can go after that. So, exciting time for you, Josh. Welcome back to uh, Relevancy. I mean, undefeated, man. It's going to take – Gonna take a couple weeks before I'm, I'm back in the losing column. So, exactly. listen, you, you got a guaranteed dub this week. I would hope. To stop, stop. Wait, stop. wait, wait. Who is it? Is it the Falcons? Texans Thursday. It is the Texans. Listen, I don't think Tyrod's playing. Don't say so guaranteed. You're gonna screw me over. No, Knock on no. that wood right behind you. Knock on it right now, Connie. Don't do this. To listen, me. listen. Don't do this. Listen, to me. I got you. Hold on. Guarantee, I'll still knock on the wood, don't get me wrong, but guaranteed because Tyrod's not playing. But here, look at that. See, I got a little knock for you. Got a little knock for you. We'll be okay. Knock on wood yeah, if you're when, with when Tyrod, when the second half starts and, and it's a close game, Tyrod comes running out of that tunnel and be so mad at you. Because he's not even officially out yet. I he's not playing. He ain't you never know, I think, man. No, he is officially out, I thought. I thought the coach said that he wasn't playing. I thought I saw something today that they're not going to rule him out yet. Uh, but they're not going to rule him out after. Listen, I'm ruling him out, okay, Josh? I am a doctor. You just didn't know that, but I'm a doctor on the way. I saw the hamstring MRI. Okay, I'll take He's the not word playing. for it. He's not playing. I saw the hamstring MRI. Well, uh, Davis Mills was good in college, too, so we'll see. We'll see. Oh, no. Nah, here we go. <laughs> We'll move on to what possibly, if it wasn't for this Sunday night football game, would have been the game of the week with the Cardinals and the Vikings. Now, I had this game up, but like I said, I paid attention to the Patriot game and, you know, Panther game a lot. This game I had up, but did not really pay attention to, but your boy watched the highlights. Your boy did watch highlights. And Josh, you know what? I think I made a correct call, by the way. Because I said, you remember last week, I said that we're starting the train. Russell Wilson for MVP is, is leading it. Adam Thielen, respect, right, one of the cars right behind it. Man scored another touchdown. Just, you know, casually another mm-hmm. touchdown. 
So we're giving Adam Thielen his respect officially, people. But this was a really good game. I, I think the final score was like what? In the upper 30s? 34-33. 34-33. Yeah. And listen, here's another thing before I even get into the game. Listen, you're going to make me cry right now, Logan. Any news on the Yankees? It's 0-0 right now still in the second inning. All right, now the bottom of the second inning because we just got out of the inning. Let's go. Um, but uh, where was I going with that? Where was I going? You going? No, I got, I got, thro- I got people texting me with buzzes going off in my ear. I'm watching the Yankee game. I'm trying. You to said the it. score, and then you said speaking ah, of the score, Gus Johnson, Gus Johnson <laughs> has. To, I, I I tweeted it out. I tweeted it out. I would like to start a petition for Gus Johnson to do every football game or sporting event, actually, humanly possible for him. How do we feel? Yeah, I need him in the UFC. Uh, I need him everywhere. I mean, he's just hilarious. I, I remember a couple weeks ago he was, he was talking about, I think it was a Georgia D. Anderson level. He was like, and he got shot in the face last season. He just makes everything sound cool like or sound like it's not problematic. Yeah, he was great. I, I, I will sign that petition. Alright, good. Um, but yeah, this was a really good game. Listen, Kyler Murray, what did he have another four total touchdowns this week? Uh, I think he had one interception. Kirk Cousins played very well. Uh, and you know, then they get into the whole situation of I guess Kirk had a better QBR and passer rating. Uh, you know, I feel like I've determined it, Josh. Remember how last week we said we didn't like those stats? Those are the crumpet and T stats, bro. That's the pinky up stats. I've determined it. Yeah, I swear. And pass and passing yards and total touchdowns and all that are your blue collar construction jobs. The ones yeah. that people wouldn't do, don't really care about. But without them, we're nowhere. But yet everybody and wants the real, to the real, the real ones. Now it's it's just all about the eye test. That you know what? That's, that's Listen, you don't got to tell me. I'll, I'll, I'm here throwing hands with anybody who who argue that the eye test is better, or not better, I should say, absolutely better. But yeah, it was a crazy game, back and forth the entire way. Uh, the Vikings jumped out to a little bit of a lead. Cardinals obviously come back. They missed a field goal at the end of the game. I, I mean, it was just, it was a mess. It was kind of a mess, but it was a fantastic one. Josh, what did you think about the game? Yeah, this was a game. Well, I bet on this game, like I said earlier, after my morning game parlay lost, I got a little got a little, just upset, and I was like, man, I'm going for it. I'm going for the afternoon games. Took the over on this game. Was the correct bet. I could tell right away after that Vikings touchdown. I was like, yeah, this is easy money. So this was a game that I watched most of. Um I mean, the Vikings played a really, really good game on both ends, honestly. It's just Kyler is is so mobile and can extend plays for so long that their good defense doesn't matter. Like, they, Daniel Hunter was getting in there all day. Didn't matter. Their secondary was holding their own against. This Cardinals receiving group, just weapons, is one of the best in the league, especially oh, yeah. now that they added second-round pick Rondell Moore, who had himself a game. So, that man. I mean, has some Jimmy Neutron burners on. Yeah, and A.J. Green looks like he wants to play football again instead of just not even trying to catch balls in Cincinnati. He looked good, too. And then, obviously, Christian Kirk and D-Hop do what they do. But, yeah, it was a really good game. Uh, 
I mean, Vikings played it really perfectly towards the end, too. Got the three and out. Got into field goal range with no time left. Just you, you make some, you, you miss some. I mean, <laughs> it, it was a tough, it was a tough seed. Uh, did you did you see the clip of the Vikings broadcast when that happened? I did not. <laughs> they thought it was good. <laughs> they thought oh, it was good out there. No. They were like, "It's good," and then they were like, "You're kidding me!" Like they just sounded so defeated. Oh. Uh, it was close oh, from the camera angle they showed. It, it was. It looked like it could have been good. Yeah, it would. Listen, we might have to start the uh, Kyler Murray for MVP. Car, not a not lot of locomotive. a lot of guys so far. Brady, your your dad's in there too. He's <laughs> well, putting up numbers. Josh, He's putting up numbers. I listen, Josh. I got a few things that I am absolutely saving for the week two winner and loser. I think I'm gonna. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go off. I might. This is gonna be an entertaining one when we get to the winners and losers. I'm just saying, people. So if you if you have somebody who's not watching the show, tell them to watch the show. And if you're still watching the show, make sure you stay. Because I'm just saying, I got some winners and I got some losers, baby. Don't you worry about that. But sticking with this game real quick, Dalvin Cook, great game. Does what Dalvin Cook does. Kirk, great game. And they still lose. What do you think they have to do to close out the games? Because I think I got the answer. And here's what I understand. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Josh. Mike Zimmer, what's he known for there, guy? Special teams? Defense? Defense. Where's the defense in Minnesota? It's it's a tough season. Like it just it just disappeared though. Like I feel like two or three years ago, it was one of the better defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. The Vikings were pretty solid. Mm-hmm. What the hell happened? I think just guys, Xavier Rhodes left, Trey Wayne's left. I mean, the D line is came to, it's just Daniel Hunter over there and Eric Hendricks. I mean, it's it's a tough scene over there. I, I think what they need to do though. They, they got to get better at situations, like late-game situations. Like, they handled it well last week, but it it just came down to the kick. So that's something you can't really control. That's just a kicker making and missing it. But even the game against the Bengals, when it came down late, they made some stupid decisions that put the Bengals in, in a much better position. Even this week, making some, some bad decisions against Arizona offensively, throwing the ball when they should be running the ball, a lot of stuff like that. I think they just got to become more situationally sound. Because that team is talented enough, not the defense, but the offense makes up for it. So I think it's just situations they got to get better. Because these are two close games that they that they lose. Well, I think I'm going to start hitting the gritty in the club, by the way. <laughs> Yo, Justin Jefferson, you're killing that bitch. So I'm gonna start, I think I'm going to start hitting it in the club. Um, and finally, to close this game out, Josh, I, I, let's, keep it, let's keep it concise. I, I'm going – Yes or no here, because I feel like we, we've harped on it. But now, you know what? I'm going to say this. I want a definitive answer now. Definitive answer. We don't need no explanations. Cardinals, tough division, best division in football. Are they going to make the playoffs? What do you think, bud? You think they make the playoffs? Yeah, me and him agree. They make the playoffs. Uh, I think they get in there. I actually don't even think they finish last in the division. I think, I think they win a couple division games because, I mean, they've won two. I mean, you talk about two games to start the season. You get Tennessee and you get the Vikings. Those are, those are two games to start off the season against. So. And they won both of them, played really well in both of them. 
I think they, they win a couple of divisional games against some tough teams. I think they win a lot of the games that are inside of the division. And, I, yeah, I think they they get a spot in the playoffs this year. Josh, I'm going to agree with you. I think they're making the playoffs. Maybe this is overreaction Monday after two weeks, but I don't care. We like bold statements around here. And I also yeah. agree with you. I don't think they are going to finish last. And Kyler Murray did two other things that were awesome this week. He was sitting there eating Sour Patch Kids on the sideline. You'll have yeah, to see but, that. And the Baby but, Yoda touchdown celebration, that's – No, but you see, it got oh. ruined. No, 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 it got ruined. Huh. man said he's never even picture. seen Star Wars. He, he, he didn't even know why people were saying it. They call, I think the, the only reason he knows about it is because people call him Baby Yoda. Now he's not even going to – he didn't even look man, up the reference, man. No, he was confused why people were saying Baby Yoda. Despicable, Kyler Murray. I liked you, and you kind of ruined it a little bit. Just saying. Um, <clears throat> now we'll transition to the final game that we'll talk about for an uh, extended time. Chiefs and Ravens, obviously the game of the week, you know, the most anticipated one. And let me tell you, it lived up to the hype once again. Josh, give me overall thoughts on the game. And we can kind of, you know, mix all these points in uh, to to this one thought anyway. Do you think it changes anything for the Chiefs going forward? And how big of a win do you think this is for the Ravens, especially after losing to the Raiders week one, which apparently might not have been too bad of a loss? No. Uh, yeah, this this was, like you said, it lived up to the hype when you have two electric quarterbacks like Mahomes and Lamar, and their teams are going at it on a primetime game. You expect nothing less than a, a high-scoring, close game towards the end, and that's exactly what this was. wasn't the best start for Lamar. You know, throws that pick six early and turns the ball over again after they scored. Uh, the Chiefs offense is moving the ball with ease, especially to guys that weren't named Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I mean, Nicole Hardman. Tyreek Hill wasn't even at the, at the nah, game. Now, nah, Byron Pringle was getting catches. I mean, Demarcus Robinson was getting catches. They were using all their weapons outside of, of their two main guys, and, and it worked out well for them. They scored a bunch of points. I think they were up like 11 going into the fourth. But then, I mean, the Ravens just ran the ball down the throat, it took eight minutes off the clock. That, that was a great drive to get that touchdown. And then, you know, bad things happen. Sometimes you're, you're in a perfect position, and then one little thing happens. You know, a rookie has his play to start off his career, forces a fumble on Clyde edwards Slayer, and, uh, you know, kind of ends the game for the Chiefs right then and there. Uh, I just feel like there's a lot of games already this season where it's like, wow, that – that one tiny play had them from, oh, this game is over. We win to, damn, we just lost. Like, it, they're in a tough spot. But shout out to, I think his name is Odafe Owe. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he, he was the rookie you're not pass rusher. From me. <laughs> he was the rookie pass rusher that forced that fumble. So shout out to him. And shout out to Lamar uh, for the Chiefs. Well, for the, uh, for the Ravens, I think this is a huge win, especially with. With everything they've gone through early in the season, losing all their running backs, losing their starting corner and Marcus Peters, uh, losing that week one game, to get a win against a team that you haven't beaten with this quarterback, a team that you haven't beaten in four tries, and even when Lamar Lamar underperformed in all those games as well, for him to show out tonight, come back from a rough start, get that win, uh, I think it's a huge win for their their confidence and their momentum going forward, especially because they play in a tough division, they need to have confidence out there. And they, I think this gives them a big confidence boost for the Chiefs. Changes nothing. No, you lost a close game. You're right there to winning it. You're still the favorite to win it all. 
uh, doesn't change too much. But uh, I mean, there's there's really not a lot to say about the Chiefs in this situation. You know, Clyde Tiller fumbled. Can't do that. Just just got to clean that up. Outside of that, they played well. That Mahomes interception, a bonehead play you don't see him make that often. I mean, he tries to go for those electric throws, but that's one you just got kind of eat. You got to take that sack and and live for another play. But just a couple things to fix, and that game's a, a win for them. But yeah, no, nothing to worry about for the Chiefs. They're still a favorite. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was a great game. It didn't end in the way that either of us thought because I know that we both picked the uh, Chiefs to win this game. Um, but, you know, it didn't start off well for Lamar, like you said. Uh, you know, the interception with the pick six and the other interception, you know, he overthrows Marquise Brown on, I think it was like the second play of the game. That was an easy touchdown. He had all of his defenders beat. Um, and then, you know, you even go to the – and then, and then you almost feel like it started to turn a little bit, just a little bit. You know, at the goal line, Williams fumbles the ball. It somehow pops up into the air. The Ravens recover. It ends up being a touchdown. Like, something like that does not happen very often. Mm-hmm. Then you see Patrick Mahomes make an absolutely idiotic throw that he probably won't throw again. Or mm-hmm. if he does throw again because it's him, he'll complete the pass. Uh, and then you obviously have Clyde fumble the ball, rookie making his uh, big welcome to the NFL moment. But, yeah, it doesn't change anything, honestly, to me. Uh, you're still going to have Lamar doubt me. Yeah, that's right. Listen, for everybody out there praising Lamar, this was not a, this was not a good Lamar Jackson game. This was a good Lamar running back game. Lamar the quarterback. Why, what does that take away, though? Like, other quarterbacks are really accurate. Lamar is not. Other quarterbacks can't run the way he does. So, like, you take away the accuracy, but he's making up for it with the running game. And, you know, here's the thing, too, Josh. You know how we talked about the Patriots not cashing in on on turnovers? Since when could the Chiefs not score on short fields? Yeah, that was very weird to me, too. I I don't know how that happened. Like, so, that's why – it was just a weird game in certain ways. Like some of the things should have not happened that, that like, I feel like things that happen in this game are not going to happen again for either one of these teams ever again. Like the chiefs are not going to not score on short fields twice in the game. Probably the entire rest of the season. The Ravens will never get a fumble. They're not going to make that big of a mistake against the number one weapon on the team. How do you leave Hollywood Brown, who already has like three catches with a bunch of yards, wide open in the middle of the field? Like that, those bonehead plays that the Chiefs made, just don't see it happen again. But yeah, I agree. I, just a lot of things that like it, it's not going to happen like that again. That's just yeah, crazy I mean, scenario. I, the Ra- the Ravens aren't going to get a fumble at the one yard line to pop back up into their receivers' hands again. Right. Uh, it, but, you know, at the end of the day, it is still kind of impressive. Uh, Lamar gets, you know, the monkey off of his back of not being able to beat Mahomes. I think he was, what, 0-4 before this mm-hmm. or 0-3, and this would have made him 0-4. Um, so he gets that off. Uh, obviously, they come from behind and win, which was a big thing that, you know, a lot of people had concerns of doing. But, like I said, I feel like they're not ever going to have this chance again against the Chiefs. So I don't know how much it changes. Like, listen, the only thing that changes for the Chiefs is that you're not the first 17 and 0 team now. Because that's what a lot of people thought they could do. And now you just literally can't do that. You can go 16 and 1 now. Boo hoo. Um, but it is a big win for the Ravens. Obviously, you don't want to start 0 2. 
in that division as well because I mean there's some solid teams in that division with the Browns and and the Steelers and obviously you don't want to fall behind in the wild card race too because I still think the Browns are going to win that division uh, personally but you know you will see how things go but overall great game you kind of what you expected like you said when you have Lamar Mahomes Andy Reid John Harbaugh I mean there's just studs all over the field you got Kelsey I mean there's just people everywhere so a good game. Uh, an expected good game and uh, a great way to end the Sunday. Let me tell you, I'm hoping that the Monday night game lives up to it, which I don't think it will. All but, the weekday uh, games have been insane so far. So good. I mean, the, the the first Sunday night game was kind of a stinker. A little bit. Tiny bit. Tiny. It, was that Chicago and L.A.? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 that, like, that's, a, like... that's textbook. That's textbook mid. Yeah. Bears were, they kind of made it interesting. It's just fun to see Stafford, I think. I mean, this is true. Yes. Yo, listen, you see the Sunday night game this week? <sighs> oh, boy. Be, it's going to be good. Yes, sir. Um, all right, but now let's just get into some topics around the NFL. And we'll start it off with the biggest threat to the Bucks in the NFC. And, Josh, I'm going to be real with you. I don't think there is one. I genuinely don't know who's I- beating the Bucks. I don't think I, – I agree. I think it's kind of the same situation over in Kansas City, just two teams where it's like I don't care who you're matching them up against. I'm picking them every time. Uh, but a team by, like, threaten, I mean, like, if they're having one of those days and the Bucks get off to a slow start, like, they, they're they the team that's not going to let up. And the only team I'm I think that could do that, that – that's the team. That's what I was going to say. That's the only team that I think has the talent, now has the quarterback, and has the coaching – that is experienced enough and, and good enough to stand a chance against them. I mean, we both picked the Bucks to win the NFC, so I don't think either of us think that the Rams currently stand a chance, especially with how good the Bucks have been playing. Uh, but, yeah, I just think it's the Rams. Packers got to see them over the next few weeks to see if they're really back or not. Right now it doesn't look like it. Huh? <clears throat> see if Rodgers actually wants to play this year. Yeah, I mean, if Jordan loves gets in that – Jordan Love gets in at QB. I might put him in this in this conversation, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, outside of those two teams, I, I I don't think there's there's another team. There's a lot of teams close to it. San Francisco kind of close to being a team like that. Arizona's defense gets better, and they are legit. Maybe them, but but outside of those teams, I just don't see a team in the NFC besides the Rams standing really a chance against the Bucks. And the Falcons look good, maybe, maybe later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Falcons for the Super Bowl until they get into the playoffs and choke. Uh, and then we'll stick with the in the NFC. Uh, Justin Fields, man, he played. He played a lot this week. Uh, obviously, Andy Dalton went down with the injury earlier in the game, so Justin Fields got his chance. So the question is, does the Soldier Fields how, see what I did there? Era begin over in Chicago. Uh, sadly, I think it is starting prematurely. Uh, I feel like in a lot of these situations, when you're kind of grooming a quarterback, but then the starter goes down, and if the young guy doesn't play terrible, they generally keep him in there. They, they'll stick with him if he's playing. I was like, well, if he's already playing good, let's just start now. I don't think that's the move at all. I think if Dalton can't play, you play Foles. We've talked about the schedule for the Bears this year. Even if Fields plays at an unbelievable MVP caliber level, they're not going to win a lot of games. This game against the Bengals was one of probably 
outside of the line games, probably one of three games I bet on the Bears, and they still almost blew this after getting three straight picks. So it's it's a tough situation for Fields in his rookie year, so I don't think you, you throw him in there like that, but I think they will. I think he's going to be the starter from now on, uh, and I think he's going to have a rough rookie season. I, I wish they'd just learn from their own mistakes and go with Foles or maybe even sign a guy, but they're going to start Fields. They're going to let him play. We'll have to see how it goes, but I do think the Fields era is beginning. Well, I would agree with you, but I read something that as long as Andy Dalton is healthy, they're sticking with him. <clears throat> so that's what they say. I, I hope they. I hope that's true. Uh, listen, you're right. Say. That is what they say, and I hope it is true for his sake as well. Listen. I've gone over this many times that we live in such a microwave society now that everything has to happen right away, and that's kind of just not true, especially for some of these young quarterbacks. Like, bro, Drew Brees didn't was not good right away. Peyton was not good right away. Tom Brady mm-hmm. didn't even play. Mahomes didn't play. Like, give it a shot. I'm telling you, you're going to survive. Yeah, guess what? The fans are not gonna everyone can be Cam Newton and come out and, and throw oh. 400 yards in the first two games. Not, not everyone everybody, can do it. Not everybody not can be Andrew Luck and, and you know lead their team to the playoffs, yeah. even with a terrible roster going like 12 and four every year. So, yeah. listen, calm down, Bears fans. You'll you're gonna suck this year anyway. Just so just do that. Get a high draft pick. Draft some. You know, 800 pound offensive lineman who could hopefully play like center and left guard at the same time. <laughs> and then, and then you can throw fields in there. Then you can throw them to the wolves. But this year, eh, I'm good. I'm good. But we'll move on from there to, uh, oh, Josh, did you take out the game that I saw you had earlier? Damn, I was excited. All right, we can do it. We can do it. I don't know. I, I thought of it and it, it sounds like it could be better if I could have thought of some more things, but it's like it's not really a game. I was trying to think of things. I was like, I don't know. But it's not really a game. It's like I'm just going to put a name or a team or something out there. And you just tell me if it's, like, good or somewhere in between or bad, like how okay. you feel about it. Okay. All right, but I'll phrase this one kind of like a question. Are, are the Texans good? Like, are they with no. Tyrod at quarterback? I refuse. I I know, but I still refuse. And listen, I could be absolutely wrong. But you love the Brandon Cooks gets his respect now. You love that. I do. He deserves it. I think he has, you know, like six straight thousand yard seasons, the man does. But I I can't do it. I can't I can't say good and Texans in the same sentence. Better than expected, I'll go with. The Denver Broncos. Are they are they good with Teddy? I'll, I'll also go no. <laughs> or okay. no, I shouldn't say no. I'll, I'll also go better than expected, but not good. Okay, I I just want to give you know Denver fans just disclaimer. It gets worse from here. It's, it gets a it gets a little bit a little bit worse from here, man. But uh, no, shout out Teddy and the Broncos. They do look good to start the season. Uh, is Big Ben good? I think he's serviceable still. So I I'll say good. I'll go good. Why not? Yeah, he, he doesn't look great to start the season or really good, if you ask me. Uh, but it shouldn't be on him anymore. They got their workhorse. They're giving the ball. Ten carries for Najee Harris is, is disappointing if he's, if he's running the other way. Nah, nah, that's agree. a workhorse right there. Ten carries, baby. Yeah. 
Saquon Barkley. Is he, no. is he good? He's not good? No. You're done? You're done with Listen, the- I've said this, and I, you know, I sh- I'll give a shout-out to Michael K., my hero. You know, New York superstar, Yankee play-by-play. Saquon Barkley is one yard, one yard, one yard, one yard, one yard, 65 yards, one yard, one yard. And then at the end of the game, on that 65 yard though. Oh, I know. That man, that man was chugging along with <laughs> chugging. But listen, I'm telling you right now, Saquon, 13 carries for 100 yards. So his average is like six yards a carry. You're saying, oh, my gosh, Saquon, you're an animal. And then you find out that 12 of the 13 carries were for a yard and – the 13th carry went for 90. Yeah. Yeah, it's – I don't want to give up on him too yet because I hate this for running backs. I think he's still good if he doesn't have to deal with tearing multiple things in his knee, you know. See, you know, really here's my back. thing. Here's my thing too, right? Let me, let, me, let me say it this way too. I don't think Saquon is bad. I think he's bad on the Giants because the Giants' yeah. O-line is terrible. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Useless. Yeah, I think if he had a better better offensive line around him, I definitely think he'd be better and wouldn't have, you know, destroyed his knee last year because that was the first game and that looked ugly for him. And then uh, the last one, I know your answer to us, so I'm going to word differently, but this needs to be touched. Just how awful is the taunting rule? Just how oh. awful is the fact that you're not allowed to celebrate making a good play anymore? Spin the ball on the, the ground. Yeah, rule you wish is the worst thing that the NFL do- has done in a long time. Listen, yeah. the the whole like pass interference trying to get that figured out was pretty stupid. Just because they didn't actually feel like enforcing it, they kind of just did it to make Saints fans happy. This rule should be abolished today, like right now. Yeah, like Roger Goodell should go into his office right now, send out a mass email, and be like, "Yeah, we kind of messed this one up." Especially because they don't even follow their own rule. You get up and you spin the ball on the ground, which people have been doing for 80 years in the NFL. Taunting, what what NFL player or or an NFL fan, unless they're 85 years old, likes this rule? Back in my day, they just they yeah. just got the first down and didn't celebrate. Well, guess what? That's why your day's over and your life is probably over yeah. soon too. So I don't care about you. I really don't. Sorry. Oh, geez, I'm just saying. <laughs> Are we here for the future or are we here for the past? <laughs> hey, man, I'm with you on the toxic world. Old people, I think you got a lot of life left. Live it to the fullest. I'm not with Kanye on that one. But taunting, at best. I completely Old people agree. are mid at best. <laughs> so there's, so there's no in between with old people. You're either fantastic or it's you're mid at best. <laughs> you're either a cool old person or you're one of the worst people to walk the planet. There's no in between. <laughs> And that makes right. them it. Yeah, I, I don't agree with the old people. I think that's a, a longer conversation for a different day because I feel some some background <laughs> dealings with that one. But but for Let's the taunting rule, and tell me that. Work in retail and find out. Uh, but the taunting rule, uh, I agree. I think it's the worst rule ever invented. I, I don't understand how you can call it. Sometimes it's one of those rules where it's like, all right, you're gonna put this in. You gotta call it all the time, man. Sometimes they'll get a guy for flexing, but if he turns half an inch to the other way so he's not completely facing the guy that he just trucked, then it's not a flex. Like, what the hell is that? 
<laughs> and they need to get rid of it right now. Terrible. I mean, it, if it's not gone by next season, then we boycott <laughs> as fans. We we got <laughs> we're boycotting. This we are not watching football until I can watch someone flex on a guy that just lost. <laughs> I can't do it. Let's go to the week two winners and losers. I'm starting it because guess what? I week got four winners. Oh, four for each. Okay. I don't know how many I have. I'm just going to talk and see what happens. Week two winners. It's year 22, baby. You're damn right it is. Year 22 for Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. You know, nine touchdowns in two games. Something light. Something light. He was only one, one, he was only one touchdown away from, from uh, the record that Mahomes has, I guess. But whatever, Mahomes mid at best, Brady's son. Um, listen, the man looks great. He's about to, he's about to pass Drew Brees for the yardage mark. He's gonna pass. Oh no, he's gonna pass Peyton for. Oh no, I think he already has the touchdowns actually. So he's passing Peyton for the yardage mark. Man's an absolute animal. Another winner, Derek Carr. Yeah, that's right, Derek Carr. Derek is Carr is man. a movie quarterback. This man will get carted off the field. Everyone thinks his career is over. Two drives later, he's coming out the tunnel. Here he goes. He's straight he gets, out of a gets, movie, he, bro. He comes running out the tunnel, full football pads on, but in a boot as well. Yeah. Like, that is, who, that is who he is. That is who he is. Yeah, oh, he man. What other winners do I have? Uh, I'll go with. Oh, I had a coach that I thought was a winner. God damn it, who was it? Well, you know, I'll go winner NFL fans. Because let me tell you, the the <clears throat> excuse me. Season's been fantastic so far. Very, very good. We're the NFL's out here killing it. Now listen, they didn't do it on purpose because usually their games are terrible. You ever notice that primetime games are usually awful? Like you think it would be very easy to make a primetime game good. You just pick teams that you know are gonna be good going into the season and put them on primetime, and they never are. Uh, and you know what? Final winner. I know I said some bad things about him earlier, but Mr. Mac Jones, first win of the year, first year of his Patriots career. Yeah. Yeah. First win <laughs> of the Patriots career. Even if you're averaging 2.2 yards a pass, don't care. Didn't ask. Winner. Got the job done. Got the job done. All right. My winners. Um, I'm going with. I had one, but I'm taking it off now. And I'm, I'm going to put Gronk in there instead. I think Gronk is a winner because he is feasting this year. And he might start being that new Brady talk. He's like, a, who's better when they're older, Brady or Gronk? Like, I, I just love how he's playing right now. Uh, so he's a big winner, too, because, I mean, dude, just coming out there because he thinks he gets to get a free ride to the ring. But he's like, oh, you tell me I get to catch touchdowns, too, now? Like, that's that's <laughs> winning right there. Uh, Greg the Leg Zerline. Uh, if he missed that field goal to beat the Chargers, he was he was unemployed. He, he was he was gone. So I, I think it's uh, he definitely would have been unemployed if he missed that. Uh, Cooper Cup, fantasy owners, uh, I think they are all huge winners. Uh, kind of not really a risky pick, but one where you're like, ah, these other receivers, they could put up more consistent numbers. Yeah, Cooper Cup, fantasy owners like myself are, are very happy as of right now. And Lamar Jackson is my other winner. I think that's huge for him. I mean, that's all the noise he started. He's like, you can't beat the Chiefs, though. You can't beat the Chiefs. Well, he just beat the Chiefs. So I think that's huge for him. And he played great, too. So 
I'm adding a winner. I'm adding a winner. I got one more. Now you reminded me of it. Winner, the connection of Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. Not a it's better bad to have. Not about a to be a 65 yard in the league. 65 yard moon ball at, yeah. at least once and he, a half. And he, and he catches it like this. It, it looks yeah. like he's playing. It doesn't yeah. even look like the it looks like the ball's gonna hit him in the back of the head, and all of a sudden it <laughs> skims right over him and he makes the catch. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Losers. Oh, wait, are you done? Yeah. Okay, loser. John Gruden. You see what happens when you actually decide to like your quarterback? <laughs> Mr. John. Over here hating on Derek Carr all the time. Now he's winning you games, saving you, saving you in that 10-year contract, Mr. John Gruden. So knock on wood if you're with me now, huh? Uh another loser. I'm going with Saquon. Bro, come on. What are we doing here? Really? <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going with the Giants fan base. Two years in a row, you can win a game against the, the, the football team if your receivers knew how to catch a ball. Right through the buttery fingers of Darius Slayton. Easy touchdown. Easy touchdown. Another loser. Clyde. Mr. Clyde. Edwards Elaire. Really? A rookie? You're gonna get bitched by a rookie like that? Unbelievable. Unacceptable in some in some states. Apparently it's acceptable over there in Kansas. Because, well, I mean, what else are they gonna do? Um and uh final loser. Who, who I wanna go with here? You know, I, yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like you got to go Zach Wilson. I, I mean, how can you not go Zach Wilson? The man got absolutely demolished in his first start against the Patriots. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> we figured it would happen, but that was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Yeah, mine are, are pretty similar to to you. Uh, but I think when you say Giants fans again, because you lose like that twice to start the season and Saquon yeah. sucks, like, that has to be the worst start. Danny and your receivers, his best game. And your Danny receivers his best are game. pissed. Yeah, his game of his career, he he almost he had redemption for falling on, on prime oh. time. He did it again. But then your receivers yelling at Jason Garrett on the sideline. You know, Kadarius Tony saying, you got a sports car, why aren't you driving it? It's, it's trouble over there. Uh, for the Zach Wilson related, I'll go Dan Orlovsky, big loser. You know, he talked them all up during the draft, and now he's got to decide whether he's going to go back in his word. Mac Jones is the best. I think he's in a tough spot. You know, he, he's in a very weird spot. Same with Chris Sims. They're kind of in the same category there. True. Two of the worst. Chris Sims had him better so, than Trevor Lawrence, I believe. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me how the quarterback, like, analysts, like, how they are so bad at judging quarterbacks. Like, you played in the league, man. You know what it is, but you suck that yeah, bad. Yeah, they're analysts for a reason, Josh. Let's get real here. <laughs> and then I'll go Greg Joseph. Uh, Minnesota does not treat kickers who miss game winners very well. No. Ask Blair Walsh. No. He he had a tough time after he was one of the best kickers in the league. He missed one, and it was downhill from there. Uh, uh, my prayers are with you, Greg Joseph. You're lucky this wasn't as big of a game as that Seattle game was for for Blair Walsh. But don't do it again. You're you're on thin ice. And then the biggest loser this weekend was myself. None of the parlays hit. None of the bets hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for all of them, it was a tough weekend. I was the biggest loser. Yeah, it was a tough one. Josh, we move on again. How did the re- how did the picks go for week two of the season? Connie needed a bounce back week, and he got it. He, he had a nice week. He went ten to five. Okay, Definitely much better than his seven and eight opening. I went nine and six. 
So, Kanye, you win this week. Congratulations on remaining in last place. I mean, oh. just a huge, huge win for you, man. I'm so happy for you. We are an overall record of I am 19 and 11. You are 17 and 13. I was wanting to give you a lead. I hope you know that. It was all part of the plan. I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm, I need Wait, what game? I, I know that I got the Saint game wrong in the ones that we picked differently. And you won the other two. I got. I know. What, which won, one? Uh, I picked Miami, and oh I picked God. the Chargers. Wow. Oh. Those are two games I picked. I think I almost deserve double points for that Bills game, 35 nothing. I mean, come on. Well, the quarterback went down, so I don't think he I don't think he You know did. what? Didn't, didn't ask. That's not my problem, you know? I didn't ask for that <laughs> the double points. <laughs> not my problem. <laughs> All right. I'm going to make up more ground anyway, so I'm not even mad about it. Week three of the NFL season, we'll get into our predictions right now. First game of the week is your boys, the Panthers. Actually, no, Josh, hold on. Before we do that, the game's kicking off right now, so we'll do our Monday Night Football pick first, and then we'll go to the week three. Obviously, I'm going with the Packers. Come on, son. I'm going with the Lions. Upset. No, not. Lions. No, not. I'm going with the Lions. I'm going with the Lions. Especially for Monday. I'm legit. Mondays don't count towards a regular season prediction, so I'll go risky over on that side to keep my risk-free bets on this. So give me the Lions. Detroit, stand up. You didn't get the win last week. Yeah. Redemption. I don't know what drugs you've done tonight, but listen, um, call them defense. up, call them Great. up, and tell them that you need to quit because that's. that's see, hey, I just got I just got my crazy pick out of the way, so now I'm focused on. Now yeah, I'm focused I on guarantee I coerce you into another one. Anyway, <laughs> first game of the week: Panthers Texans. I'm rolling with your boys. Don't even say it like that. Like I got you, Josh. Like no, don't even say it like that because you're going to take any chance to go against us. That's not I'm true. Not, I mean, I'm, you didn't even bet on us last week. You took the Saints, Saints played a great week one. I got it wrong. Don't right hear here. it. Don't hear it. You know what I'm wrong with. I mean, got to say it. Texans. Okay, good to know. <laughs> uh, next game, Chargers at the Chiefs. Chiefs with a big bounce back. I like the Chargers. I do. I still think they're making the playoffs this year. But you got to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm also going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Then we got the Cardinals and the Jags. Now, listen, if this was an actual fight, I'm going with the Jaguars all the way. But Cardinals are going to win the game. Trevor Lawrence still not getting his first career win. Not just yet. I think you're underestimating how good a Cardinal is in a fighting atmosphere. I think that they would stand a chance against the Jaguar, you know, sneak around a little bit if it's elusive. You know? Now, how would it kill the Jaguar? You know, one peck to the top of the dome that's strong enough and deep enough to penetrate Pause, the brain. Good night. You asked the question, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and you I'm had to get going. into penetration. <laughs> I'm also going with the Cardinals in a fight and in this game. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, next up, we got the Bears and the Brownies going with the Browns. 3-0 and start to the year. I agree. I mean, hope Justin Fields doesn't have to play, and I'm also going with the Browns. Yo, Josh, I'm going to let you pick this game first because I genuinely don't know which way I'm going. This is your – I'm going to coerce him into a bad pick. No, no, because I actually don't know which way I'm going. You know I'm a big part of the Josh Allen for MVP train, 
But Bills and Washington, I really, I, I don't know what to do here. Yeah, I'm going with the Bills. Uh, obviously, I think that Washington defense is very good. Uh, but if Washington calls it how they did the other week and they're going to live and die by Heineke, I do not like that. I'll take the Bills. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Bills. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll stick with the Bills. I, 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 can't, I guess I can't really hype up Josh Allen as much as I did in the pick against him. So I'm going with the Bills. And especially because, listen, the Washington defense, very good, Josh, you're right. But mm-hmm. to see if you agree with me, first two weeks, not been special. No, they have not been able to stop the run or get any pressure. They, they've kind of Which been is quiet. very weird. Very yeah. weird. Next up, we have the Colts and the Titans. I'm rocking with the Colts in the – oh, actually. Oh, God, I don't know. Lock it in. Lock nah, it in. Nah, I'm not, I don't know. Come on. See, this is that's why your I boy hate over it. there. That's your yeah, boy over see, there. Okay, that's the problem. I don't know if my he twisted boy is both playing. his ankles. He twisted both the ankles, Come on. He can't catch a break. He can't catch th- a break. Bro. You know, just because of that, I think I have to go the Titans, bro. This man twisted both <laughs> ankles. What, Jacob Eason playing now? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm also going with the Titans. Love my boy Jacob Eason. Uh, I love – I think he's going to throw – Ice up, son. Passes, but I'm taking, the, I'm taking the Titans. Ice up, son. Carson, come on, bro. Both what are you doing? Both, both. <laughs> Saints and Patriots. Listen, if Jameis is throwing picks against the Panthers, I can only imagine what he's doing against Bill. Patriots all the way. Yeah, I'm also going Patriots. Need that division loss. Make it, make it one and two, New Orleans. Falcons and the Giants. Now, listen, like I said, I think any quarterback with a pulse can go for 300 yards against the Falcons. So I got to go with the Giants. Um, you don't want to go yeah, the Giants. Until, no, you don't. No, you don't. I, I don't. You're right. I don't. So be different. But I'm, I'm going to. I'm picking the Giants. Uh, you want to beat yeah. me so bad. <laughs> Look at this. The, the okay. lines with the touchdown already. Oh, 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 oh. What, 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 guy? What? Bad pick who? Bad pick I, who? Listen, I still – Quintess Cephas with the touchdown. Yes, Bengals and Steelers. It's in Heinz Field. I, I'll go Steelers only because it's at home. I'm also going with Steelers for the exact same reason. Then we got the Ravens. And the Lions. I'm going with the Ravens. Yep. Like I said, oh, so momentum. Can, so, you can pick, so you can pick the Lions here, but not against the Ravens, huh? It's not primetime game. I'll Crazy. pick them on primetime. Crazy. Jets and Broncos. <laughs> Zach Wilson's in the prayer circle for a reason. Yeah. I mean, you got to play. You know the best D in the league week one, and then the second best week two, and now you got to play Denver. Like that's that's a very tough start to the season. You agree with that statement, right? I I, I I tend to agree. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Because you just agree the Panthers have the best defense in the league. And the Listen, Panthers Josh, I'll let you live in fantasy world for a little bit longer. You agree? It's not fantasy. I, I confirmed it. I literally asked for confirmation. So I'm just saying it. I had my. Well, it's fine. I had my pinky toes crossed. So yeah, it doesn't okay. even matter. Okay. Okay. Dolphins at the Raiders. I'm going with the Raiders, baby. 3-0 start. Better than the Chiefs confirmed. 
Yeah, I'm also going with the Raiders. Uh, Miami, I don't like Jacoby Brissett back there. Uh, feels bad for Tua. Got carted off. Hopefully he's good. But Raiders are on fire right now. And, you know, Josh, we, you know that we were both wrong, so this is kind of awkward. The uh, Sunday night game is not the Bucks rams game. Uh, it's, it's, oh, it's not. It's not. No. The Bucks rams play a 4 <laughs> They better switch that. They better yeah, switch listen, that. nobody's trying to see the Eagles Cowgirls. Oh, you know, that's the Monday night game. No, it's Green Sunday Bay San game Francisco. Is, yeah, that's still going to be even more Still watch it. Bucks rams listen, we talked about it. This is a team that can challenge them, but it don't matter. Because Thomas Brady, year 22, 44 years of age, with another dub over Sean McVay. Yeah, um, I'll go with the Rams just because we haven't disagreed on a pick yet. And this is one I think is kind of safe, at least a little bit. I'll go with the Rams, keeping it hot. It looks like I'm making up some ground. Love that. Uh, Seahawks and the Vikings. I got to go with the Seahawks here. I'll go with the Vikings. I think Devin Cook continues to eat, and I think they get a much-needed win this season. Wow. Packers-Niners? Oh, man. Um, I, You know what? I, I think I'm going with the 49ers. I think I am as well. Uh, they low-key yeah. got their number. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go with the Niners. I think it's going to be an ugly, ugly game. But Disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> spit I'm, on that game. Yeah, I'll go with the Niners too. Well, those. So, Connie, are... if you sweep me this week in the in the disagreements, we're tied. Which I plan on doing. I mean, they're two difficult games. Nah, I think you gave me that Viking Seahawk one easy. <sighs> Just like I gave you Houston. Against the, who they beat week one, Jacksonville or somebody? Oh, I mean, listen, nobody knew that Tyrod. Just Taylor like I gave you Carolina for the Saints, right? Just gave it up. Homer over here just got to pick my boys. We got to pick my boys. So I can't wait to pick against them and be right all year. <laughs> it's going to be a all long year, season. You're going to be waiting a long time. Yeah, long time. I'm sure I yeah. will be. But with that being weeks. said, <laughs> that is our week three picks for now. I was going to say for week three, but obviously it's our week three picks. So what else, what other week would they be for? Josh, English. it's been a long show. I got some stuff to do. What do you got for the people before we go? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Dolan underscore four. Subscribe to the YouTube honestly. channel, Generational Sports. And uh, yeah, tune in Monday, 7 Eastern. <laughs> um, for me... Anthony Conover underscore over there on Twitter. <laughs> Gen Z Sports for the pod. Uh, obviously, like Josh said, the YouTube channel. Tomorrow, I got the hard count with CJ. Thursday, I do backstop banter with Michael. Your boy's busy. But with that being said, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for the comments. And, uh, yeah, we will be back next week. And until next time, people.